guys. It's Chris from Inside Fitness Radio. Um, proud to have uh, joining me today, Tommy Cal- Caldwell. Uh, he's the founder of Hybrid Fitness. Uh, he's a writer, a fitness advocate, and an outlaw of health, as he puts it on his, uh, on his Instagram. And uh, probably most importantly, and what we're going to kind of dive into a little bit more uh, on this podcast is, is he's a dad. So um, Tommy, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, do you want to, I hope I did that justice, but uh, did you want to give a couple, couple more kind of, you know, blurbs in there about yourself and, and then we can get, get no, the conversation that's perfect. On. Good, good. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Well, you know what, uh, wanted to kick things off. Uh, you know, we're in, we're in a different time right now. I know you're, you're navigating stuff with, you know, with hybrid uh, in terms of your clients and how you're training people. Um, and you know, we've all kind of had to navigate and, and do different things to kind of, uh, stay fit, stay active, stay healthy, despite all the kind of struggles that we face and, and the hindrance of, you know, whether it's training exercises, hindrance of, you know, gyms, not being open, uh, not being able to have those, you know, motivators be beside us at the gym or, you know, online or, you know, just, just having those things. So how have you kind of tailored or, uh, kind of changed your approach, uh, during, you know, the, of course the pandemic and, and everything that's, that's kind of changed within that. So there's the, the obvious pivots, which, yeah. you know, is putting things online so that your, your clients that come to you for expertise and guidance have, have something to do. Um, we started an online group for our city here in London, Ontario, that's free for everybody, where we just constantly try and populate it with information, exercise videos, things like that, just to keep people thinking about their health, thinking about fitness and having some source of structure and community and inspiration. Um, so things like that. But to be honest, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a replacement for the gym. And I don't say that selfishly as a gym owner. Yep. It's just that people don't come to the gym because they like working out in their basement or exercising in their garage or going to the park and and working out on, you know, kids, uh, kids, outdoor equipment. Uh, People go to the gym because it's a gym. And while there's, there's a clear rise in popularity in at-home fitness and virtual fitness with companies like Peloton leading the way, what I say to people is that's great for fit people. You know, those, those avenues are great for people who will just show up every day and, and yeah. do the work on their own. It's not really great for the people that need the most help. And for someone who was already unfit and struggling, a tool like a Peloton bike is just going to be the ab master from the eighties collecting yeah. dust in their basement eventually. Um, and, and this pandemic is the the biggest issue it's going to be for the the biggest demographic it's it's going to be an issue for are those more vulnerable people that mm-hmm. fitness comes by less naturally like i assume most people who are listening to this given that this is a fitness media company are yep. going to be somewhat uh somewhat established in their own personal fitness yeah all those people are going to be okay you'll find a way you'll work at these are the people where you'll find something to do. If you go on vacation, you're looking to where the local gyms are. You're immediately trying to establish the place. 
yeah. a set of rings, a set of yeah. rings, and you're looking for the, the parallel tree branch that yeah. you can hang them off of. The, yeah. Everyone in that group is going to be fine. But when you look at the demographic of, of North America and having 70% of adults overweight, obesity skyrocketing from toddlers yep. to youth, to young adults, to adults, to the elderly, those are the people who are going to get hit the hardest by this, especially those who just started getting into the gym and feeling yeah. like it's a place they could be and, and they could accomplish something. And then, you know, it might take that person 10 years to get the courage to step into the gym, or it's their mm -hmm. 20th time buying a membership, then canceling, then buying another one and canceling. And this time would have been the time that it's stuck. And now they've had the rug pulled out from under them. So mm -hmm. as much as I think about pivoting in the business, I don't think gym businesses will effectively pivot in the long term. And I think there will be a strong place for gyms whenever we have some return to normalcy, whatever yep. that looks like and when, whenever that will be. But to me, the bigger issue is just how this points out how vulnerable the vast majority of our population mm -hmm. is and how little emphasis we place on the importance of fitness being a part of the important health spectrum, especially yeah. when we have yeah. this myopic focus on the virus right now. And of course, this isn't, this is an issue that needs to be addressed and needs to be focused on and taken care of. But you see how, how important it is for public health and government to act on this issue. Yeah. When you look at the stats of obesity, lifestyle driven disease from obesity, the cost of obesity and the speed at which obesity is rising, you don't hear those alarm bells for something like that. So I'm hoping that's the silver lining of this whole thing is when we look at the clear connection between vulnerability to any and all disease, if you are unhealthy, overweight, yeah. metabolically damaged, now that there's this acute virus that clearly shows how vulnerable you can be to something that a fit person is resilient to, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that at least creates the spark of the importance of, of fitness in, in everyone's life. Yeah, I know. And, and that's well put. And, and I think, you know, something for me, um, and, and one of the, the things that, that I've always, you know, built upon is being fit and being active and, and, you know, I, I underwent a, a huge transformation. I lost probably about 85 to 90 pounds and, and the gym was the, the major factor that did it. You know, it was nutrition, it was supplementation, it was better sleep patterns, better, you know, mental health, that sort of thing. But the gym is at the core of it's your safe place. It's a place to kind of disconnect. Um, and I think when you said at the beginning that gyms will always have a place, they will, because that's the place to focus to go like even now like i you know obviously i'm i'm still doing my thing like you said at the beginning i'm going to find a way to do it it's not the same though it's not that shut it off for an hour and just get in there and get it done or or you know or an hour and a half whatever you have you have that time to kind of play and, and do your thing and, and focus and you know really lock in on you know, what you're there for um and and yeah i think it's i think it's definitely something that that uh that i've been i've been a big proponent of throughout um not only because of you know i've seen the results and benefits of, you know, changing that lifestyle and, and the gym having that such a drastic positive impact on, on my life. Um, I'm a massive advocate of it. I, you know, I, I, uh, I did, I, I got, I got COVID, I got the virus and you know what I was able to, you know, I, it didn't 
really affect me because, you know, and I'm a firm believer that because of my lifestyle and the way that I, you know, had conditioned my body and, you know, really take, taken control of, 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 of the way I lived and the way I, you know, kind of, uh, you know, live my life and in a healthy lifestyle, it comes down to food. It comes out of the choices that you make and you don't get those from, you know, just, uh, you know, going to the gym once a week or not engaging with people or, you know, just not focusing or not, you know, taking the right steps or, and in this case, you know, there should be more public, public knowledge about like, like what your, your Instagram is, is a great, you know, and a great vehicle. And I encourage anyone who's listening to check out, check out Tommy's Instagram because, you know, he, he provides some great, uh, easy to follow steps of changes that you can make right off the hop. And then once you get back into the gym or you get, get to the gym, those are, that, that's just going to enhance, enhance what, what you're going to do moving forward. So, um, so yeah, no, I totally echo that. And, and, uh, and like you said, I want to, I want to go, go deeper into something you said about, about from a young age and obesity, um, because, uh, we're both dads, um, and, uh, you know, shaping the way our children kind of, you know, look at how we are, um, what we do, our habits will play a big role into, you know, how they grow up and, and how they kind of live their lives and the future they have, because, you know, setting that example in terms of with my daughter, like when we're eating, she tends to eat what we eat, which is kind of, kind of different with kids. So um, she knows that, you know, good fats and bad fats and, you know, or not bad fats, unhealthy fats, I don't like to say bad, but you know, good, good for kids, it's good and bad for kids are good and bad, right? It's black and white. Uh, But, uh, but no, just, just, developing those habits and then seeing seeing me work out and you know it just she she loves that and she loves participating and that's a good thing to have um from a young age so you know maybe you can you can probably attest to that too like seeing your kids and and seeing them being active and making the right choice just actively making the right choices as they get older too you know so like yeah i think it i think it's important to also mention and and we'll get yeah. back to kids but yeah something that i've that i've known to be true in my life is that that parent-child influence is just as strong Mm -hmm. in adult to adult. And I see within my own family, my parents, my sisters, I have two older sisters. When you start doing something positive in your life, it's very easy for your family to ignore it. And that's just your thing that you do. And Tommy's the fitness guy. Yeah, yeah. But you have that if you take those actions and they're in your family's face for long enough, whether they admit that you were the influence or not, <laughs> they cannot avoid adopting healthy habits themselves That's because right. you're constantly you're constantly planting those seeds from influence. So it's very that that influence is very obvious mm-hmm. in parent to child. Yep. It's less obvious, but I would argue equally as strong in adult to adult. So it's not just, you know, your kids who are watching everything you do and listening, and they're going to say what you say, and they're going to take on actions that you take on, and they're going to act in the world the way you act in their world. The same is true with adults as well. Adults are just less willing to admit the influence of another adult in choices they make because we want to make it about us, right? Well, you see it. I'm the person who decided. Yeah. And you see it. I I see it firsthand. I'm I'm living in downtown Toronto. Um, I go out and I see, you know, you just see the the line at the LCBO. Well, must be, you know, what what to do. So I'm going to go jump in the line at the LCBO or, you know, the burger place down the street is, is, you know, Ram. So it must be popular. It must be good. 
Whereas, you know, the, the supplement store down the street is empty and nobody's going there. And it's like, okay, well, you know what, there's, there's a choice. And you know what, just because it's, it's, it's not, you know, following the line, like the line should be, it should be reversed essentially, or, you know, obviously there are, you know, there are times where you can, you know, you don't need to follow, follow it to a T, but, you know, it's just the, the kind of, it's just a microscope of what happens in society. And where you're talking about influences is, uh, you know, people are influenced by other people and, you know, they see a line at, at a fast food place, they're going to go there. If there's a line at, at the supplement store, they'd be right there for sure. And I've seen, I've seen it too, when there's, there's big sales and you see people lining up outside to get in and at, at the supplement, you know, whatever supplement store you shop at, um, hopefully it's fitdeals.ca, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, you see the line and people just join in and they'll go in and they'll buy protein. But, you know, that's a better habit than, you know, joining the line at the LCBO or the, you know, the, uh, the burger joint. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And, 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 you know, when it's communicated, especially, um, and this is maybe going down a different rabbit hole, but when it's communicated from, from the government, from officials that we kind of trust, um, then that sends a bigger message. So that's the platform that I think is out there however it hasn't been communicated that way which i know you've been you've been kind of you know i i'm, I'm the same way where we we see it and we've lived it we live that life so we know the benefits of it but you know it's not being communicated and it should be communicated. this is a great platform to communicate it so you know that's something that I, you know people like us and and people in the in the fitness community need to we, we still need to keep pushing and keep you know Giving, putting that message out because eventually it's going to come from the top, you would think. So, well, yeah. it's critical that it's critical that people like us are the ones that push those messages for because, yeah, as critical as I am of the government and public yeah. health and yeah. their their myopic stance and and route to uh, to communicate what they think is going to be the best way to take care of this problem. At the same time, if I'm someone who's responsible for the lives of millions of people. Mm -hmm. I know human behavior well enough to understand that everyone's going to take a vaccine. Yeah. Very few people are going to change what they eat. And when you yeah. talk about, you know, the long lines at the LCBO, the long lines at the fast food place, everyone ordering takeout to their house, that's human beings are cursed with the with the, the caveman driving system that pushes us into instant gratification, yep. where going to the gym, eating healthy, you know, stay, being at the supplement store instead of the LCBO, the reason why those are the difficult decisions to make is because the instant gratification isn't there. Right. But alcohol, drugs, uh, hyperpalatable food, laziness, tech, mm -hmm. uh, technological distraction, all these things give us something even though it's ultimately harmful, it gives us something in the immediate. And that's yep. why that's why we're so driven towards those things. And when you think of, you know, going back and talking about kids, kids are just the cave people of cave people yep. from how they express their emotions to how they express their wants from their inability from from wanting something to going for something without having that buffer that adults have of thinking it through of what is the consequence of this thing that I'm about to do right now, right? Kids don't, don't have that. Right. Uh, and if you look at adults, 
they're not that much better off than kids. We see something, we want it. We don't think about the long-term cost and we go right for it. And when you think about a landscape right now where people are stressed out, people are socially estranged, people are in a lot of chaos, both in their personal life and in the greater community and world, you know, <laughs> on the world level, uh, that's just going to lend itself to the type of emotional turmoil that further pushes people yeah or instant gratification, because these are forms of adult self-medication, yep. eating, drinking, distracting, laziness, stay going to bed later, waking up later in the day, all of these things are form of self-medication for emotional turmoil, which ever, no one has experienced this sort of situation in their entire lives mm -hmm. in North America. There's, of course, places in the world where, you know, there's there's awful there's, things going on yeah. all the time. Yeah. But for us here, on a not on an individual level, but on a societal level, this is the most stressful global right. situation that we faced on on this part of the earth. Yeah. And I think that that instant gratification thing, I, I've talked about this, I was on um, a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with, um, uh, Richie, Richie Kuruz. I don't know if you, you know him, but, um, yeah, I yeah, know we were talking about the same thing about the instant gratification and we were talking about, you know, supplementation and, you know, I've always considered it one third of the, the process. Um, you know, there's training, there's supplementation and nutrition, um, and supplementation people, people kind of look at, laugh at, they just think it's protein and that's it. Um, because, and the other thing is they don't see the, the instant gratification. Um, and that's why the, the, you know, there's, there's a big push and a big, you know, uh, I guess sense of, you know, we're just going to, for supplementation, it's protein and pre-workouts because those are the instant gratification supplements, but you know, there's other supplements that you can be taking that, that definitely enhance, you know, uh, the workouts, the, you know, your mental health, your physical health, like, like vitamin D supplementation is, is, you know, is, is key, especially right now, um, because of the, you know, the, the, your immune, immune system, we don't get enough vitamin D, you know, we've all probably seen different posts and things like that, but, but it definitely is key. And, and it, it's all goes hand in hand, but like supplementation is, is one thing that you kind of have to do. I found this out firsthand again, is you kind of have to do it over and over and be consistent with it to see results. It's not an instant gratification thing where like back to the, back to the same thing that you said, like, I'm sure you train people that, you know, they don't instantly get results. And I'm sure you probably had people that have come in um, to hybrid and been like, you know what, Tommy, I'm not seeing the results. I'm, you know, or, or they don't even tell you that they just don't come back because, you know, it's, it's a process. And, you know, that's, that's definitely why, you know, I, I, um, I love uh, the new, you know, the new, uh, focus on I've seen a more of it on transformations and things like that and it's something obviously that I was I was in the inside fitness magazine the lot the hot and fit one at the back for the transformation so um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of that and I'm a big proponent and advocate of, of the transformations is because just give it the time like I think that's the biggest thing especially with training too with you with, with people like yourself or helping people to, to see those goals and and showing them pictures of people that look like them and what they've become is, is a little bit easier than just looking at some ripped guy who's, who's, who's like always been gifted or, you know, you don't see the before, you don't see the process, you just see this, these ripped people everywhere. And it's like, well, you know, I can't do that. Or, you know, I'm not getting there with, 
two weeks of training. So like that's, that's is my, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's totally true. And the instant gratification thing as humans is, is, is there, it's easy, right? It's an easy way to do things. Um, and I'm sure you see it with training. So I guess like my, my question to you as a trainer um, or as a, as a, as a fitness, you know, running a fitness facility, like what, what advice would you give people getting into the gym uh, or, you know, getting back into it? Like, what would you tell them to keep going? Like, what would your main couple pieces of advice or, or, you know, main advice be to them? Words of advice that you can give to people, you know, that are coming back, they're going to be struggling, that are going to, you know, have to build back up uh, to, to stay the course and, and really see, see the journey through. Yeah. So the first thing I'd say is that it's not going to take nearly as long as you're telling yourself it's going to take, and you haven't lost nearly as much as you think that you have, if anything at all. So I think the biggest apprehension for people when they have these gaps in their progress, whether it's because your gym is forcibly closed, or if it's because you've had some sort of relapse is I've lost everything that I gained, I put in all this hard work, and I screwed it up. And now it's going to take me forever to get back. And all of the sort of negative emotions, thoughts and feelings just further drive people into self sabotage, and deeper into justified habits of poor eating and lack of exercise. Because when you see yourself as the person who lives that and deserves that and this is who you're going to be and we have that sort of negative talk constantly going in our head then it's easy just to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy so if you've been away for a bit and you're not the person who's just clawing at the gym door waiting for it to open and you know gyms open back up and a week goes by a few weeks go by and you're you think about it but there's that apprehension you just need to keep in mind that the first step is just showing up The hardest day is going to be day one. Every day after that is going to be just like how it was when you left off. And getting your psychology in check first is going to be the most important part. It's almost like if you have a few bad days of, of eating and exercise, even if you're the fittest person, when you look in the mirror, even though you physiologically have not changed at all, you will see yourself differently. Yep. And that I, is I, just, the- yeah, I totally agree with that. I see it. Yeah. That's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle that you go through for sure. And yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. It's the power yeah. of the mind. So yeah. that's the, that's the thing that people need to get over is all these things that you're telling yourself are not reality. You're just trying to protect yourself from disappointment. You're trying to protect yourself from feelings of discomfort because stepping into the gym for the first time is incredibly difficult. I can, I can count on two hands, the amount of people who have come to my gym, sat outside in their car and then left or sat outside in their car, got emotional enough to cry and then leave. And these are people who have eventually told me about this, let alone the amount of people that's happened to who, who never come back and I never hear anything about it. And if that's what it was for you, just to get started, you're going to feel like you're back in that place again. And stepping into the gym is going to be very daunting. But like all things in life where there's the element of discomfort and that hesitation of something where it's easier in a way to not do it than it is to do it. But the payoff and the reward comes with taking action. So that's what I would say to people who have been to the gym and are now gone and now are maybe having a little bit of trouble coming back for people who have never really made the gym a routine, but now they're thinking about coming back, but they're having that fear of the initial experience mm-hmm. or 
they've tried in the past and they've never really seen any success. So they think, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to really be able to take care of my health or make a difference. And they're hesitant for that reason. You just have to learn. You need to do your best to eat well and do your best to exercise frequently with things that you're comfortable doing that are small steps that might seem insignificant to you, but are improvements on what you're already doing. And the reason is because the people who, and, and you know, I your experience, but I, I assume it's, it's similar to this is the thing that makes the difference in someone who's successful in the long term versus mm -hmm. someone who's not successful at all or successful sure for a short term period of time, yeah. but then all falls off the wagon is successful people find a reason to eat and exercise that has nothing to do with the result. Yeah, right. When it becomes a habit where no matter if I if this gave me a six pack, or if I lost five pounds or whatever, I would eat well anyways, for this reason. Yeah. Or even if I didn't get stronger or lose weight or this or that, I would still exercise because of this, mm -hmm. you need to find what those things are. And that's not to yeah. say that reaching the, the the goals don't matter, the strength goal, the superficial goal, all those yeah. things matter. But what gets you there is not the obsessive focus on the superficial goal or the metric based outcome. What gets you there is finding a reason to eat well, exercise, sleep yeah. well, drink less, take care of yourself, because that's what you want to do for yourself for all these external reasons that mm -hmm. are going to keep you in the game longer. And that's when the results come. Yeah. And I think uh, the key thing you said there that I, I kind of you know, I reacted to, but, but definitely I, I would uh, totally agree with and totally attest to is, is the small steps, small goals, make the small goals as you know, that's, that's what I always found. Like, like I never went into losing all the weight I did to like, I, I wasn't saying, you know, I'm going to lose 80 pounds. I was just, you know, it just kept happening and I just kept, you know, going. And then when you see the results, um, if you make smaller goals, I, I, I've found, and I don't know, you could probably attest to this too. When you have smaller goals that, that people can reach or that you reach for yourself, it's, it's easier to attain them. And then you see the successes and that's like, that's like a something it's human nature where you see, you get rewarded for, for putting in the work and then you want to do more because it's, it's a great feeling to see that reward, right? Whether it's, you're seeing the scale, uh, go down or you're seeing, you know, muscles pop out that you didn't think you had, or, you know, whatever it is, you feel better. You wake up in the morning, you got more energy. Like that was the biggest thing for me is I had more energy. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, it's always the small things. And I've, I've, you know, anybody's come up to me and asked me at the gym and like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Like, because, you know, I see the results and, you know, I've, I've done the small steps and, you know, whenever somebody who's known what I look like past and now knows, you know, the way I kind of live and everything, I tell them, you know, I take small steps. Don't think you're going to lose like 50 pounds overnight. Like that's, if you, if you go in that and you, you know, cause some days, some weeks you're going to be up, some weeks you're going to be stagnant. Some weeks you may be maybe down a lot, but then, you know, it might come back up. So yeah, I, you know, I really, I, I love that, that philosophy and the way you kind of explain it because because it's definitely true. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's so rewarding when you see those results and those little results, those little wins that you get, and then they build off each other. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree with that. And I think, I think that's something that, that needs to be instilled at a broader uh, level because everybody's always focused on that big picture. And like, that's why I go back to like seeing those ripped, you know, ripped people and seeing the ripped models and things like that. Like that's, yeah, that's great. You can get to that, but you know, you're not going to get to that overnight. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. 
it's and, and what you what you often find is that once you you know however you get there once yeah. you get to the goal that you had set out for yourself you realize that it wasn't really as important as you once thought and once you get there you realize it's nice like if, if you're if you're very overweight and you lose 80 pounds it's nice to be healthy yeah but once you get there you find that you're satisfied for many other reasons a lot of them psychological and yes. emotional where doing the work showing yourself that you can accomplish something that you can stick to something that yeah. you can have you know self-confidence self-love all those sorts of things that's what gives you the return. And yeah, it's nice to have a better body. It's nice mm -hmm. to to have the weight off. But ultimately, what satisfies you is the strength and the emotional relationship that you build with your with yourself and the confidence and all those things. Yeah, and you want there to be equilibrium in your highs and your lows. You don't yeah. want these big highs where you lose 30 pounds. And then these big lows where you just end up gaining 40. Yeah. Because the things you had to do to get you to that weight loss were completely unsustainable. Yeah. And this is part of the human condition. I want results. I want them now. I want them as fast as possible. And I will do whatever suffering is necessary to get to that goal. Yeah. That might get you to that goal. And it might get you there rapidly, but it's not sustainable you there. Yeah. And what I say to people is, whether it takes you three months, or three years, time's going to go by. So who do you want to be at the end of the day? And what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to achieve something, sustain it, move beyond it and make yeah. this a part of a lifestyle that works for you where you never lose it. This is this is now who you are. And yeah. you don't get there by these big audacious goals that you try and reach rapidly by just not eating and over exercising and yeah. suffering and suffering and suffering because the runway disappears when that's your model to success. Yeah, and I think that, that definitely highlights it. Like yeah, it's, 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 it's great to see those results, but yeah, it's, the unsustainable, um, ness of some, some diets, some, ex, some workouts, some, that's why professionals like, and I, I really, you know, applaud yourself and every, all the trainers like, like yourself that, that definitely do a great job of explaining that to, to your clients and really showing them the right ways to do things because, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that is like, get, get fit quick schemes, you know, and they are, that's what they are. Um, and, you know, people like yourself and, you know, people who are knowledgeable or really showing people to how to do things the right way, um, you know, is, is, is going to make you more appreciative of, of the efforts and appreciative of the progress you've made instead of those quick ones where, you know, you're going to get down on yourself. It's not going to be as you're going to, those highs and lows are going to be going to be massive highs and lows where, you know, you keep an even, almost like an even keel. Uh, and, and then you, you kind of, you know, are able to manage expectations, I guess, when, you know, some things may, may not work out to what you, what you want, but you're able to, to do that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. So, um, just, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I, I know we got, a, we have a few more minutes here, but, um, I, I wanted to touch on, especially, um, you know, with everything going on and with, you know, the way the industry's kind of moving towards more online but you know obviously like we talked up the top you know gyms are still going to be prevalent when we're allowed to go back the emphasis on and and kind of polarizing the way a virus like this kind of attacks people who are most vulnerable most you know their immune systems are compromised what's your thoughts on how 
moving forward, is this a narrative that's going to be spelled out in the coming months of, you know, healthy eating, healthy habits, more prevalent? Or like, where do you kind of see it going? I know right now, in the current moment, it's all about, there's not really a focus on that. But do you see that kind of becoming a massive area of focus moving forward? I don't. And it, it's completely uh, uncontroversial right now yeah. to say that, uh, that your weight is going to determine yeah. your susceptibility or resilience to, to this disease and any other. And we've known this forever. All the yeah. major killers in North America are driven by obesity. Yeah. Everyone knows this, but when it's, when these are chronic conditions, it's easy just to kick that can down the road, and not worry about it until yeah. you're in the thick of it. But with an acute virus, now it's in everyone's faces. And second only to age, your weight is going to be the biggest predictor mm -hmm. of, of a negative outcome of this disease. Now, you would think that that would be something that would move health, fitness, diet, exercise to the forefront of government messaging. Yeah. But I'd be very surprised if any of it changed. And what yeah. I think is going to happen is we're just going to see the same old campaigns that cost millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars to say, here's our food pyramid. And here's the amount of exercise yeah. we recommend that everyone does every week. And these are different types of fun exercise you can do. That's not going to reform habits or behaviors for anybody. If yeah. the government wants to do something helpful, they have to properly incentivize exercise and healthy eating. But what we do right now is we subsidize crops that usually just end up in processed foods, right? Mm -hmm. So all these mono crops that we, that we grow that the government subsidizes, which makes them appealing for farmers to grow. Now we have so many farmers growing these subsidized crops that we have these vast overstocks of crops. So they say, okay, well, what are we going to do with all this corn? Well, we'll turn it into sugar and then we'll sell it to companies to put into processed food. And this is the mm -hmm. machine we've created. Yep. So now it's so much cheaper to eat garbage than it is to eat well. So if the government wants to do something, they need to subsidize farms that grow healthy foods, fruits, vegetables, meats, things like that. Support that industry so it brings down yeah. the cost to the consumer. Yeah. Or if you think about how there's so many different sorts of modalities, drugs, things like that, which are easily covered and subsidized by the government, mm -hmm. exercise is something that should be subsidized so it yeah. can be made affordable to the people who need it most. But these are things that I don't think are going to change uh, for, for whatever reason, mostly for political reasons and economic reasons within yeah. uh, a political spectrum. But I, I, I think it's up to people like us uh, to, mm -hmm. to lead that charge. Uh, I think relying on higher powers in government to send the proper messages and, and create the right incentives that get people healthy. I think that's going to be a fool's errand and I don't think it's something yeah. to rely upon. So I, it, and, and it really should be the job of the industry to do that. It's like when people yeah. complain about, you know, doctors not knowing enough about diet and exercise and doctors only get four hours of, of nutrition education. Yeah, that's true. But doctors have to operate inside a disease model that's to right. take care of everybody who's eaten themselves and under exercise themselves mm -hmm. into lifestyle driven disease. The, the, the medical system is a product of our citizens and the choices that we make. And of course, I'm simplifying a complex thing because yeah. there's lots of influences that get someone into an unhealthy state. 
but it's not the job of a physician to tell someone to eat well and exercise. There right. has to be personal responsibility. And the people who are going to be at the forefront of influencing personal responsibility are the people whose job it is to do this every single day. So I think this is a charge that needs to be led by people in the fitness industry and sending the right messages and just being the example. And yep. there's so many easy ways to just be the example when there's social media and so many ways that you can be a positive influence in a world that I see as primarily negative in, uh, in what it does for people psychologically and physically. Uh, so the opportunities there for people who want to step in and just, yeah. and just influence and, you know, much like trying to influence my parents or my sisters, like I talked about, that might be a 10 year journey. Yeah. But if you're in people's faces all the time, they will come around and you yeah. will rub off on them. So that's, I think that's a more organic approach to making long-term change. Now's the time the iron is hot. People mm -hmm. are more afraid about their health. So to come forward and say, here's how you become a healthy, resilient individual. It doesn't have to be daunting. There's small yeah. things you can do. Start right now. You know, if, if you're eating out every single meal, can you make one meal a day? Yeah, that's a, I, that will make a massive impact in your life. But people, yeah. but people think like I either have to do it all and do or everything nothing. right, yeah. or I'm a failure. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's the you know that's that's a mentality that that decays people's progress. And yeah, and you have to learn and, that better's better. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, especially when you go back to the processed foods and and you said fruits and vegetables and meats and you know that sort of healthy living when you're when you're eating raw foods. Um, and when I say raw foods, you, you know, you, you, I think everybody would know what I mean, but you know, when you're eating the, the, the foods that, that are not processed essentially, um, and making it your own, or even, even when you're purchasing some, some foods and, and you're, you're looking at the ingredients and, and being aware of what you're putting in your body, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and really an emphasis on, on eating those, those proper, proper, um, I guess, foods, uh, to, to not, kind of alienate people for, for making choices of, of fruits and vegetables. If you're making fruits and vegetables, and this is a different conversation in, 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 in entirety, but I think it's just providing the right guidance to, to, for people to make the right choices about fruits and vegetables, eat fruits and vegetables. Don't, then don't get into the weeds of organic, non-organic. Just, I think the biggest thing for society and a lot of people I think are very, well, if I'm not eating organic, then why am I eating fruits and vegetables? I might as well not eat them. Well, you know what? Like, just let's start again, the baby steps, start with fruits and vegetables and, and, you know, keep eating that and, and fresh meat and, you know, get that. You don't need the, 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 the grass fed and that, you know, that sort of thing Just start basic. I, I think that's where, where we need to start. And, and, you know, that's, you know, the education piece is the biggest thing. And that's, you know, what we're, we're trying to do here at, at inside fitness too, is the education piece is, is key. And I, I think it's a great vehicle and that's why I kind of, you know, joined up and, and wanted to kind of advocate for, for, uh, for inside fitness is because I think it's a great vehicle to, to spread the message to a, to a large audience across Canada in, in like a magazine every couple months or online with, you know, a brand that people, people are familiar with and that, you know, that, that have a lot of, you know, great people attached to it, um, that we can deliver that message of fitness across, across the industry. So no, that's, that's, I, it is up to us and it's up to, you know, people like yourself and, and us at Inside Fitness to kind of give that message and to explain that message in a positive light um, and not like, you know, not, not devalue, you know, only training once a week or, you know, only, like you said, only eating, eating or eating out all the time and only 
making your own meals once a week. So, so yeah, no, and, and that's, it's so key. And it's, it's, it, we're all saying the same thing. We just got to, you know, get the message going and spread it and get more people to kind of experience it, I guess. I think that's the biggest thing. So, um, but, uh, but no, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to thank you again and we'll, we'll wrap up here, but, uh, you know, I want to thank you, Tommy, for, for everything. And I know, um, we'll be, you know, we'll have to do this again. Um, but, uh, you know, Anytime. I, I appreciate this. I, you know, um, we, we all appreciate your, your time and your expertise and, and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be in touch and, uh, we'll definitely, you know, be supportive and, and we're all got to support each other in the fitness community. So any, any last words from you? Uh, no, I guess the only thing I'll say is that, you know, if you're trying to figure things out and you're trying to find sources of information, don't get into this tribal battle of this diet versus, versus that diet and people yeah. fighting about what is optimal because the things that everyone has in common are where impact is going to be made. And it's very simple. Eat whole foods, stop eating processed foods, do something every day as far simple. as activity. And that's going to get you 90% of the way there. And every, you know, we live in this social society where the conversations that rise to the top are the battles yeah. when what is helpful is what everyone is saying in common across these different diet tribes and, you know, move every day, do what you can, even if that's walking. And when you make food choices, eat things that grow out of the ground or yep. things that eat things that grow out of the ground. That's right. And do that as often as possible. And that's, that's as complex as it needs to be. Now, you know, applying that can be tricky for a lot of reasons, but yeah. we, we don't have an obesity epidemic because we don't have enough information. Right. No, that's, that's key. And you know what? keeping it simple. And that's what we're going to, we're going to do. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to rely on people like yourself and, and, you know, all your, all the, the great professionals in that, in the, the training world and the nutrition world and that sort of thing. And we're going to move forward. But uh, again, Tommy, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate your time and uh, I'm sure we'll be in, in touch and, and thanks everyone for, for listening. Uh, this is Chris for inside fitness radio. Thanks a lot guys. Take care.